For most of us, work is a sad affair. We are confused about it, disconnected from it, or simply over it. Fulfillment, lasting success, and a sense of purpose are rarely found. And yet we deserve them, because happy work is not just a possibility, it is a right. Welcome to the Human Value Entrepreneurship Podcast, where we explore a new take on a better work reality and how we can all achieve it. So sometimes I don't want to pump gas or go to a restaurant or, you know, check into a hotel because I see how disconnected people are from their work. And for me as a guest or, you know, as a client or a customer, it's just like, it's not just sad to watch. Sometimes you also like, you don't want to experience that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what makes people disconnect so much from their work and still endure that misery of work? And sometimes, you know, it's not even misery. Sometimes it's just discontentment, you know, like dissatisfaction that spills over in, in towards the guest area and fills the whole restaurant and hotel and whatnot, and even a gas station with this, with, with this notion of this is just a transactional place to get your, you know, to get your fill and then go on. And obviously, like the, we use the word transactional, they're not, they don't know that they're creating a transactional environment but you feel the energy and what that means is they're like dude do whatever shit you have to do and then just please go i don't yeah. want to deal with you yeah. yeah give me your money here's what you bought bye see you later and as the guest you're just like why does this person even work here yeah why I, do, why did i come here I mean, I think even if you don't think about it, you feel it. Mm -hmm. And then you yourself, you normalize this as work reality. And now we're all just doing for the sake of doing. But, you know, here's the bigger question. Is this why we are alive? Because we spend upwards of 40, 50 hours a week doing this, being in an emotional draining place. And then we take that shit home. And then it's part of, you know, the family and the communities and it makes up our life. Mm -hmm. So we're really here to say like, no, no, uh, you don't have to fall for that. Do not normalize sad work. However, there are three realities within which we work, right? Three. Um, maybe we should get into this because we want to be fair. There are people who work just to survive. Mm -hmm. If you work just to keep food on the table... Uh, to, you know, pay your medical bills, uh, to keep a roof over your head, you have to work. And you sometimes, have to. yeah, you take whatever job you can get, right, at that moment. Yes, mm -hmm. because, but now you work just for the money, uh, which is legit. But the problem is that that spills into the work. It spills into the workplace, right? Mm -hmm. And an employer needs to be very clear in realizing that he's created a workplace that empowers that. And it's needless to say that even if you're, and this is no judgment, uh, flipping, flipping burgers mm -hmm. because you have to pay rent, um, there is still the importance of realization that this is not what you're going to do all your life. This is a stepping stone towards the next phase. If this is what you need to do right now, do it. But do it with a kind heart and understand that you're part of a workplace that is here to serve value. Because otherwise you poison the system mm -hmm. and that creates more transactionality that, you know, creates more sadness. But the second reality, the one after working to survive, is the one where you work to expand. 
So once you don't work because you have to survive, because you know you, you can afford to actually look into work that expands you emotionally, you have two choices. Well, you have the choice between two things. You cannot keep working for the money, what you did when you were still in survival mode, right? You're still in survival mode, even though it's not about surviving anymore. And that is the sad work that we see everywhere, right? The people who do work that just keep them unengaged, but they just are there for the money. That's exactly what comes from that mindset of like, I still need to survive. I still need to make money. And there are people making two, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year with that mindset. It's funny, I literally just had this conversation with someone that said, if I'm working at a place and I'm making chump change and I really don't want to do something, I know if I have to do it because otherwise I can't pay my rent, I'm going to do it. But then if I'm making $250,000 and my boss asks me to do something that I really don't want to do, I'm like, ah, yeah, but I don't want to risk those $250,000. And so you stop doing it because you have to pay rent and you start doing it because you're so cozy and comfortable that you're like, oh, God forbid my fancy vehicle and my Apple Watch and my kids all every whatever, uh, I can't pay for that anymore. But it has nothing to do with how you feel inside. No, And, and imagine you will then even switch jobs for, you know, switch that job for another job that pays more, but is equally emotionally draining. uh, Because here's the thing, you're working your way up the pyramid, Mm -hmm. you're working yourself up the ladder. But that ladder, that pyramid is a figment of our imagination. It's a concept that we created. It's a power pyramid, where we have this idea that our work should empower our status. Mm-hmm. It, and, 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 and money is a symbol for that status. Mm-hmm. But now, if you're just working to survive, you're at the bottom of the pyramid. You try to get out of it, which is legit. You don't want to work just to survive. Mm-hmm. But once you have the choice between like, do I want to give my working hours, you know, my life invested into something that doesn't feel right, something that does not reflect and represent who I am, how I see life, what I want to do, what I'm carved out to do. Um, if you make that decision in favor of something that's unnatural to you, you're telling your brain, we're still trying to survive. Mm-hmm. But if on the other hand, you engage in what we call happy work, you say like, okay, I am now good enough and ready to engage on my own path. Because, you know, the path of flipping burgers to pay rent, that, of course, it is your path, but it's not the path that is just laid out where you can Mm self-create, right? You're limited there. But once you're out of that zone, you can now engage fully, emotionally on the path and say, like, I will go there. I will, I will use my labor force, my time, my money, my network to engage on that path. And that path is your own. What is the result when you feel like you're on your path? What is it? It's our emotional reality shifts uh, from being this disconnected workforce to this connected entrepreneur of the self. But why 
don't we do it? Why do we stay in the dark? A lot of times it really boils down to, no, it always boils down to a conditioning of sorts that happens, obviously, when you're very young. And we're set up for, hey, if you don't work hard, if you don't do this, if you don't do that, you're not going to make it. Financially, you're not going to be there. Um, your title says a lot about who you are and where you are in society. And so I think that there's just so much pressure that there are those that say, you know what, F that. I don't even want to have anything to do with that. And others guilty, like I dove into it. And I was like, well, how can I keep getting higher titles and getting paid more? But you don't ever give yourself the time to really think like, but what do I love? What do I really want? Yeah, but, but why don't you ask yourself that question? You don't, why don't we ask ourselves the uncomfortable because questions? Because we're never taught and we're never given the space to do so. I think it is a horrible thing when parents tell us, you can be anything that you want. Oh, my God. And you know what? You should really follow your passions and do this. Yeah, up until you're about 18 years old, and then you have to go get a job and make sure you can pay your your stuff. Well, also, it means that now you want to become everything that's on social media, everything that's on the front of the magazine covers. You want to become yeah, but what even your before idol is. social media, I didn't yeah, grow but, up with social media. But still, it, it's the same concept. I understand that, but even I, because I didn't grow up with that, it was still one of those things like, yes, you can have all your hobbies, all those passion things that you love, but that can't be your job mm -hmm. because how are you going to make money? Yeah, yeah. And that it doesn't even open the child or the person up to say, hey, give me a chance to figure out how I can self-create. Absolutely. But we have to ask ourselves, all of those things are right, but we have to ask ourselves still the bigger question. Why don't we? Why, Why don't, don't we? we? If our heart, if our heart, craves self-creation, but our mind craves to do what everybody's doing. Because right? it's scary as shit. Exactly. It's so terrifying it to not go with that's the That's what I'm flow. getting at. That's what I'm getting at. At the very bottom, there's a false sense of security and safety that we got conditioned into. Mm -hmm. The story you just told us about your parents telling you something, right? Conditioning us. It's not a story of do this, do that. No, it's... If you do this, you will be safe. Mm -hmm. If you don't do this, you will be, you will be lost. Mm -hmm. You will fail. And our brain is made to keep us alive. So yes. if you get conditioned, if you get conditioned successfully by business schools, mentors, friends, families, the news, your teachers, all those, all of these little things you get told make up the bigger fabric of how can I stay alive and safe? Oh, yeah. And that's Alive mentioned. and safe. The brain is also meant to just say, hey, let's do, let's waste the least amount of energy, right? So yeah. if you actually had your juices flowing and thinking, how can I create, how can the brain's like, oh my God, this is really exhausting. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so it fights you on that too. It, well, it fights you because it has been programmed. Exactly. It's not used to... It is, it, it, its habit is not to do that, yes, right? Versus it, it being in the habit of self-creation, exploration, thinking, exploring, asking the questions all the time. Yeah, but now you have to ask, you have to wonder, okay, 
So if our mind wants to keep us safe and we do everything our mind wants us to do, staying safe, right? Uh, taking another continued education, uh, you know, not spending money on the things that kind of like, you know, would fuel our passions, but investing them in things that, you know, we know will grow our money, staying in a job that, although not very inspiring, kind of keeps the income coming, you know, not taking that opportunity that's kind of unsafe. If we all do all those things that our mind craves, why are we still unhappy? Why are we still, mm. you know, going through the world with this sense of unease, like we are living outside of ourselves. Why? Because we are living outside mm -hmm. of ourselves. Because the mind is one thing, protecting ourselves, but the heart is another thing. Mm -hmm. In our heart, you know, we, we call it the heart. We call it the heart because it's the seat of the passion. But it reaches our nature. There's a nature mm -hmm. inside of us that keeps poking us. It does. I mean... It, you, we've talked about this before where we're like, okay, back when everyone was hunters and gatherers, there was a thrill of the hunt, of the chase, of exploration. And it's not that we want to do that now. It's more like your brain was used to create scenarios and say, what if something happens? Mm. How can I How can I do this? How can I do that? And I think we forget that us as human beings, we are actually made to produce. And by produce, I mean create, not be busy body, busy body production yeah. like robots, yeah. Yeah. but to produce amazing things uh, that are good for ourselves yeah. as the individual. Yeah. Well, just, yeah, like anything in nature. Mm -hmm. we, and... And, you know, to top that off, so I totally agree, uh, our creative nature, which is in everyone, everyone everybody yeah. has that creative urge that is then tied down by people telling you, Buried. you can't make money when you're creative, creative jobs don't pay, there are not many of them, they're competitive, don't do that, get into a productive job. Mm -hmm. um, but to top that off, you know, the problem with that is also life. Now, now sit tight. Life is not about being safe. The truth of life is not in knowing what's next. The beauty of life lies in not knowing. Everything around us, if you go into a forest, if you dive into a lake, if you look at a field, thrives not because it doesn't take a risk, but because it takes a risk at living, because it shows up no matter what's out there, it says yeah. like, this is within me. This has to be shared. It's like, if we didn't have that, we would have nothing. We would have no art in the art galleries. We would have no music. We would have no advancement, no progress, no nothing. No sun would come out. No tree would grow. Nothing no would happen. Lake oh, would, yeah. yeah. If, if nature didn't do that, <laughs> there would be no nature. Yeah. Because nature's nature, and we're part of nature, mm -hmm. is to take a risk at living. Mm -hmm. And that's precisely if you right now who listen to this are just a slight bit dissatisfied about your work, about those things that you do, it's because you are betraying your nature, because you are painting over that beautiful self that wants to take a risk and come out slowly, breaking through the soil, showing its sprouts to the world because it's willing to take the risk at living. Don't believe that, you know, bullshit belief that we have to do everything at being safer, amassing more money to increase the level of our safety. It's a lie. Mm -hmm. 
we are here to share ourselves. And with that, our money, our resources, ourselves, so that that risk is turned into beautiful value that we all have access to. Then our work reality will change. Our sadness will fall off and happiness will be the reality that will be with us from now on. Take a risk at living. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard and you want to continue on the path towards achieving your own happy work, make sure to subscribe so you can get notified of weekly episodes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for at The Y Story. 